I, when I left, I'm like, I'm never, I'm not going over this guy's house. Like, I'm never seeing him again because that was just too much. He was like really aggressive. Wasn't the vibe. Like, just like his hands, like holding down my arms, like while he's trying to fuck me. And I'm just like, we're not, there's no tape rolling. This is not a porn scene. Um, it's a snuff film. <laughs> right. Like, don't. You're trying to like, kill me. <laughs> don't try to reenact what you see on porn. Like, that is, they pay those people. But the slide and I pussy is a homicide. Welcome to Hookup Horror Stories, the podcast where we spill the tea on sex and dating. I'm Demi Wilde, your resident sexual deviant, and today my extra special guest deviant is blogger and the host of the Gated Community Podcast, Corey Purnell. Hi, what's up, what's up? Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. I'm so excited to like actually like talk to you. I feel like we've been in each other's orbit for a while and like we've kind of been on the Instagrams and I just yeah. invite you on because like we talk about the same stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I noticed that we do like we've been kind of following each other on Instagram for a while. So it's it's I'm happy to be here. To see yeah. what you got. See yeah, what yeah. you got to say and see where if our minds are like. Yeah. In yeah. Certain areas. Sure. For sure. Yeah. I want to ask you, what's your zodiac sign? I'm an Aries. You're an Aries. Okay. okay. So I'm Coming an Aries. <laughs> I'm an Aries rising, an Aries sun, and a Scorpio moon. Ooh. Uh, I'm a thorough Aries. Yeah. Oh, yes. And you're very driven by Mars. So you're very um, to the point, to the point of perhaps maybe being a bit combative. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> That's what my friends tell me. Anyways. Well, good. Well, <laughs> I, wait, what do you know about Aries? Like, what do you think? How do you feel about? I dated Aries? an Aries. <laughs> How was that? What was that like? Um, A lot of fun, but also a little difficult at times. Explain the difficult part. Why? Well, I, I love Aries. First of all, let me just preface that with that. I love okay. Aries people. Um, It was just very kind of like very passionate very like fun like let's just like go get let's go do stuff you know spontaneous spontaneous but then mm -hmm. at the same time like i would get like phone calls in the morning and i'd be like hi like i'm in bed and stuff and he'd be like oh i'm sorry i'm, I'm just gonna like let you go now i'm just letting you go bye and like hang up so it was a very kind of like that's weird like like did i do something wrong i was asleep like <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah, i don't know it, it was not that it was, I, I love this person. God, God rest her soul. They're no longer with us, unfortunately. Um, okay. But no, that, that person was a huge impact on me. Okay. That's what's yeah. up. Yeah, that's I mean, we're not all bad. You know what I mean? Um, I think like everyone else, we have our faults, but it's definitely the best Zodiac sign to be. I would say so. I would say so. Wait, what's your sign? I'm a Virgo. Okay. Libra rising. Gotcha. I'm very like kind of like 
artic, um, artistic, but also like intellectual is what my astrologer just recently told me. So like, I'm very just, I'm, I, I love information and I love um, creativity. So I'm just very all about okay. that stuff. All about that. Are world. you in, do you tend to be like in your head a lot? Oh, very. And Gemini about- moon. So I'm, I'm fully like boom, oh, boom, 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 boom in my head all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, I'm very excited to talk to you. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your podcast and and little yeah. Bit? So I am 38 years old. Um, I know in uh the gay life that's like 50, 60, but <laughs> um I'm 38 <laughs> years young, should I say not old? I'm 34. Um, I, I'm 34. Oh, really? Yeah. Happy belated. Thanks. Oh, yeah, because Virgo was like right around the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that, and I live in LA, Los Angeles, um, Hollywood proper. Um, a lot of people seem to get that confused or mixed up with West Hollywood. I do not live in West Hollywood. Um, I do practically neighbors. Is that where you live? Yeah. Okay. So, well, all right. So (laughs) the things that you've heard on my podcast in the past, when I'm like, wait, am I allowed to, to, to curse? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) The things that you probably heard on my podcast when I was shitting on WeHo does not apply to you. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I live in Hollywood. Um, I'm an accountant um, and I podcast when I'm not doing my accountant work that keeps the, the lights on. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I love the premise of your podcast because it touches on a lot of like really diverse topics but it also is mainly has like one through line which is basically like how race is kind of a huge impact on like the dating world and like gay world in particular mm-hmm. i wanted to know like what what is your like experience in that like how did you come up with this idea what is your kind of like your your your, your mo where's your where's your mind going when you when you created this um so i kind of get my the things that I speak about, I tend to get them from my experiences and the experiences of people around me. Also, the things that I see like on social media, um, maybe not so much the news, but um, just stories that I hear, encounters that people happen to have. And um, I started my blog years ago and it was just, I was just writing, like it was just like a freestyle writing. I do still have it, but today I tend more to focus on um, my podcast. And um, I always wanted to have a podcast, just never really knew like what direction to take to, to bring that to fruition. Um, and I just kind of wanted to give a voice to my words. And when I started doing that is when I started like talking to people more about, you know, their experiences with dating to see if it kind of resonated or related with mine. Um, because since living in LA, I'm originally from Atlanta, but I've been mm-hmm. in LA for nine years. And so um, I've not had the best dating experiences here. Um, So I wanted to see if there were like others, you know, that kind of shared that experience um, or lack thereof um, of their dating life. And that's when, you know, I started interviewing people, talking to people. And I'm like, I need to get this out because it's not just me. So I know, you know, if there's another person that I talk to, there has to be like, a group of others that also might be able to relate to what I'm saying and just kind of giving a voice to my thoughts. Um, and I, I, I really do enjoy it. And I get like a lot of positive feedback, you know, I'm not really like that cliche, um, 
moved to LA for um, acting or modeling or um, something in the arts. Um, I moved here because I just wanted to change from Atlanta. Like I have been there and, you know, I found myself like visiting a lot of other cities and a lot of other states, but they got to a point to where I'm like, well, I don't really want to go back home to Atlanta. Like, I feel like I want to be somewhere else. So I chose LA and um, I'm still kind of deciding if that was the right choice because I have learned a lot about myself while living here. But um, my dating life has definitely been non-existent since I've been here. I, I feel like that's a huge thing here for like, just to be perfectly frank, people don't date here at all. Um, I don't think it's a city today. I don't think this is a city for romance. I kind of see it not. like Vegas. Like it's you don't go to Vegas land. to yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. It's <laughs> it's I mean it is what it is, but um yeah, sorry to cut you off, but I just wanted to put that part in there. But go ahead. No, 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 I, absolutely. Like I, I completely agree with you. Like this city is definitely one of those places where it it can either chew you up and spit you out. Or it just will like not happen for you here. Very few people do I know actually are like in a relationship here, and they most of them came from other places. <laughs> right, right. A lot of migrants here. Yeah, a, a lot, lot of, of transients. Yeah. I grew up like just an hour east from here, so it was a very different place for me there as well because that's a very red territory, the Inland Empire. Um, like <laughs> I remember like walking down the street and I've always been a very like kind of goth alternative type guy. So like even in high school, like I was just kind of like this awkward dude that wore a black a lot. And, um, <laughs> I, I, one time I was like walking home from school and these guys in a pickup truck, like threw a cup of noodles at me. <laughs> Wait, what year was this? This was probably like 2004, 2005. Okay. Yeah. So it was a very weird place to grow up. But like growing up, you said you're from Atlanta. Mm -hmm. You grew up there. Yeah. Um, did did you have a chance to like date people there? How is it different oh, yeah. there like than here? I, I was. <laughs> Those are the best years of my life. Like I. um was a very how can i put it how do i want to put it i was very sexually liberated <laughs> in atlanta is what i was um, is that why you left <laughs> no had too many Absolutely friends <laughs> not. No, 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 no. um but like i also had like stable successful lengthy relationships that i appreciated and that i learned from and um it was like I was never, if I was single, it was always my choice. I mean, that's still my mantra today, but um, I never found myself short of being entertained by a company, by the company of men. Um, <laughs> and then I moved here and that was the disconnect because that, like, that was a problem. Like I moved here expecting the same thing that I got in Atlanta and I got the complete opposite. And then it just kind of took me through, like it took me down this like, psychological path that I'm like, well, is there something wrong with me? Yeah. Um, like, why am I not getting the same attention that I was getting before? Um, I did not want to accept that it was the geography. I just kind of wanted, I was looking for a reason to kind of, to kind of make it make sense that, you know, that was happening to me now that I'm in LA and not 
how it was when it, when I was in Atlanta. And um, nine years later, I've come to believe that it is the geography. It's not me. I mean, going through therapy, talking to my therapist about it, talking to friends about it. My friends were always like, you know, you should you should leave LA. Like you should you should move because like not dating. Um, is not, I mean, that's a big part of life for some people. And it was a big part of my life when I was in Atlanta. And then I, I moved here and it's just like, mm, no, nah, not going to happen. And the guys here are just, they're just different. Vapid, and, self-centered, <laughs> selfish. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of adjectives I can use, but I think in order to fully grasp, like what I mean when I say guys in LA are different, you just have to be here in order yeah. to like really comprehend and fully understand. Um, because a lot of people, like when I speak to some of my friends, they're just like, oh, you still not, like you're not dating anybody yet? Like, well, what's the guys like out there? And then I'll tell them, they'll just kind of brush it off. Not really fully understanding like the guys dating in LA is literally garbage. I, I completely agree. I've tried, yeah. I've tried the apps. I've tried the Tinders, the hinges, the bumbles. It's all trash. Um, <laughs> I wanted to know a little bit more like specifics of like what you have experienced here since you've been here and like in the dating world. Okay. So I'll give you an example. I went on a, I met this guy on Hinge. This was um, 2020, I believe. Um, Met him on Hinge. He lives near you. You guys are probably neighbors. He lives in West Hollywood. (laughs) Um, He is a white guy. And um, just kind of impromptu, he messaged me. I think we were communicating for like maybe a week. And I was working at the time um, that he texted me and or messaged me. And he's like, hey, do you want to meet up for a drink? And I'm like, well, I'm not going to be finished with work for like another couple of hours. And he's like, okay, um, that's cool. Just hit me up when you're done. So I did. And I reached out to him and he's like, yeah, you know, I'm still up for a drink. Let's meet at, um, I forget the name of the place. It's on Coenga, but it's closed now. Um, whatever the name of the spot was at the time. So um, I throw some clothes on and uh, I I head up there because it's like walking distance from my apartment. So I go up to the place. He's already there. And... Um, but the place is closed, like because of COVID, they didn't survive the pandemic. Oh, wow. Although online it said that they were open. So um, we decide to walk to another spot that is that was around the corner. And like we're talking on the way, obviously, just trying to like, you know, get to know one another. Just small talk, really. Um, it seemed like he was attractive in person. Um he was actually more appealing than he was on his profile pictures in person than he was. Um, and we get to the next spot and we get a table, we're having drinks, we order some food. The conversation is just lit. Like there was this connection. And I don't want to like, I feel like when I say to people, like there was a connection, it it's it kind of sounds cliche because I feel like all the gays, like when they like someone, they're like, oh my God, we just, we just had this like magnetic connection. It was nothing, it was this wasn't one-sided. Right. Like this is, I'm objectively speaking right now. So we had a connection um that it was just a good vibe, you know, and we stayed at the restaurant for like maybe an hour and a half. Um, and maybe I think it's like two, three blocks from my apartment. He's like, uh, well, what do you, after we leave, 
he's like, uh, well, what do you want to do? Like, what do you, what do you have? Like, what do you want to do? We're going to take this to the next level. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, you know, this guy is really cool. Like he works in, he's an engineer. Yeah. He told me, and he told me that he was an engineer. And, um, so we connected on like a tech level because he did something. He also worked in like the, uh, uh, in, in the tech field. Um, and at the time I was working at an, uh, a tech software company doing accounting. I was a staff accountant there. And so like the conversation outside of work, you know, we just kind of, I mean, he was just a cool guy. So we leave, we go back to my place. We walk back to my place. It was just like three blocks from the restaurant. And, um, I open a bottle of wine and he's like, let's just watch some TV. Let's just watch a movie or something. So I'm like, all right. So I turn the television on and um, I pour out some wine and we're still talking. And then he moves in to start making out with me. So he starts kissing. And I'm like, okay, I feel like I know where this is going. So to make a long story short, we end up, we both end up naked in my bed and um i'm following his lead right like right. i'm not not i'm not you're trying to you be know, insisting. right well that too but i'm like i'm not like trying to be too invasive because it was like our first time meeting and it was and we had like a really good time and a part of me didn't really want to destroy that vibe by fucking on the first date. But another part of me, the Atlanta part of me was like, bitch, I'm finna fuck on the first date. <laughs> and so we end up in our bed. We're both in my bed. We're both naked. And um, like he is about to, he wants to put his dick inside of me. Right. And he puts his As dick one like, does. <laughs> <laughs> he puts his dick like right to my ass. And then he looks at me and he goes, I don't want to ruin anything by doing this. I think we should wait. And I was just like, excuse, what the fuck? Excuse me? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, let's just, um, cause you know, I want to get to know you more, but so let's, let's not have sex. Like I don't, and I'm like, all right, you know, that's fine with me. Um, but I like, that was just so confusing to me that he did like, I'm following his lead. He did all that. You basically, did everything except for fuck me because right up until that point you're like let's just stop so um he ends up staying like a little while longer maybe like another 30 minutes and then i guess maybe he didn't want to be rude even though he already was in my opinion and then he leaves to go home we're texting each other over like the next week you know trying to plan the next time we're going to link up um and do you guys talk about what happened though well hold on let me get there okay we text (laughs) it was very much Hey, what's up? I'm at work. Just wanted to say hi. It was very much a small, uh, a small, small talk kind of text conversation. Um, about five days later, the uh his his the reach out on his part became became less and less and less. So I felt like I was being ghosted. This was two weeks before Valentine's Day that year. And we had made plans for Valentine's Day. And um I don't even think it was seven days later. That was the last day I heard from him. So he ghosted me. I'm a little like, 
like he totally like Homer Simpson, do you like like the meme where he like goes into the <laughs> into the bush yeah. very slowly? Yeah. But I'm I'm wondering like what was the reason for that? Like- exactly. So I'm talking to my therapist and I'm like, <laughs> is are we back to the space where I feel like it's me? And she's like, um, she gave me the best answer that she could at the time. I mean, she's a cisgender, older lady, seasoned lady. Um, and she's also heterosexual. So I don't really think she knew enough about gay relationships and gay dating to give me... Um, a response that would kind of satisfy me or a response that I felt like, you know, okay, well, maybe this is it. I don't think she 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 had the wherewithal to do that. And I told her that, but um, she suggested, well, maybe her first go-to was um, just consider it, you know, consider him doing you a favor. And right. I'm like, no, fuck that. I don't, I don't need, I don't need him to do, do me a favor. Like, I don't want that. I want to know why this happened. She's like, well, maybe he had a boyfriend. Maybe he was in a committed relationship. He met No, I think that just to me, I'm sorry to cut you off. I I feel like this happens a lot. It's it's happened a lot to me. It's happened a lot to people that I know. And I feel like what it ends up boiling down to be is just kind of like a, a fear of intimacy. Just kind of like, but then also like an unwillingness to discuss like what happened like it's like i i would have been the one to be like so we cool what what happened there you know just to like be cool like maybe it was the alcohol maybe it was other stuff but like i would want to know what was going on you know and i do want to know i just didn't want to i guess maybe i felt like i didn't want to pressure him into revisiting that whole incident of why because i wasn't really pressed about that like if we're not you don't want to have sex Although I did, because he was really cute. And I'm like, fine, we don't have to. I think what bothered me more was that, um, was when he started to ghost me. And I'm like, what is this about? And he just came back with the, sorry, been busy with work, been busy at work. Work is just like so demanding lately until he just stopped responding altogether. Um, But... Yeah, I, I I was curious about you know why he wanted to stop in the basically in the middle of starting intercourse when yeah. um he I was just he was the one that wanted to it was everything was kind of like his decision and because I wanted to do it I complied and I went in um so yeah and that's not to say that that couldn't happen to me in Atlanta but it never has nothing remotely close to that. I feel like ghosting is a very common thing here. It's I I I and I will guarantee I would put money that it is nothing that has to do with you. I think it it mostly has to do with the other person and their just kind of like wherever they're at in their life, uh they're just not willing to go to those places with people and it's just it sucks. It sucks to be on the receiving end of that for sure. Like I It really does. It's happened it, to me so many times. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Ghosted all the time. And then I just recently ghosted somebody because they went fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess with me, I'm just kind of all about communication. Everyone's not gonna like everyone. Like everyone's not right. gonna be into me and vice versa. 
But why not just say, you know, hey, I, 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 we had a good time. I had a good time, um, but this is not what I'm looking for. And that's it. You know, like that's really all it takes instead of, you know, I'm not, I don't know. I just think that obviously I didn't blame myself for that, but um, it just doesn't feel good to be ghosted because that wasn't the first time that I've been ghosted here. Um, but that's also... I've never come that close to being intimate with someone who ghosted me. Mm. So I don't know. Fuck him. Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, ghosting sucks. I I feel, almost feel like it's more damaging, like just being on the receiving end of it, because there's just a question. I I feel like I'm I've been the victim of like the ultimate ghosting in my life. Um, when I was when I was like 17 years old, I was seeing this guy who lived in Long Beach and he was a little bit older than I, than I was. Um, but we talked every single day and like we, we had dates, like we, we hung out um, and we would literally like talk on the phone every single day. Um, he stopped calling me and he stopped um, answering my phone calls just like suddenly. And for like three months, I'd never heard from him again. And I was like, this is insane. I was distraught. I was like, this is fucking crazy. Like I, I, I did not, I was beside myself. I couldn't, I couldn't function, you know, it, it sucked. Mm -hmm. And I finally get a phone call like three months later says that he went to Mexico because he just was, had to get away. Was he on the run? Was he running from? I have no idea. He was just, he had a freak out moment. He just had to get away and he just like went to Mexico for three months. Like he just fucking flipped out. So I was like, what? You know, and that, yeah. that's traumatic. That is traumatic to a person. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, it took me a long time to like kind of come to terms with that too. And, and it's, it sucks when, when people are just unwilling to like meet you halfway. Yeah. You know? Yeah. A similar situation happened to me um, maybe a couple of years before the pandemic. Um, but this guy, I'm not even going to dignify him by saying his name, but I was seeing this guy. <laughs> Shout it out. So we know. <laughs> <laughs> I was seeing all this over guy. town. <laughs> right. Right. Be on the lookout. Um, no, like, so we, that, <laughs> let me tell you, the guys here are just fucking trash. So I met him, I don't even, it was probably on one of those apps. It had to have been because he lived in Pasadena. Right. And um, I met him and we started hanging out. I just wanted to fuck. I let that, that I let that be known up front. Like this is, you know, I don't really want anything else um, from you. Um, and uh, he was, he wasn't like content with that, but uh, he was like, if that's what I can get from you, then that's what I'll take. Um, so for about the next four to five months, like we're just like friends with benefits. Like you would come over to my place, we would fuck. And then um, there was one time that uh, we went out to, um, I can't remember any the name of any of the restaurants, but it's over there in your area. I think it's the Hudson. We went to the Hudson for for drinks, and um, so we went out like a couple of times. He actually asked me 
to go on a date with him just to see like what we're like outside of the bedroom. And I was like, all right, fine, whatever. We had, and the there was silence at the dinner table. We just kind of learned that the only thing that we had in common or the only thing that we really liked in each other was the sexual chemistry. That's, that's all we had. Um, but he was like, for those five to six months, he was pressed on, you know, let's just date, let's just take it to like another level you know, let's just try to make this exclusive. Like, this is what I want. And I'm like, no, no, no. And um, I can honestly say that this is a prime example of, this story is a prime example of why friends with benefits do not work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe about month six or seven, like I'm waking up to get myself ready for work and I'm thinking about him. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, why am I thinking about him? because I started to develop feelings for him. And I'm like, okay, so you know what? I called him up. I'm like, you know what? I was thinking about you today and I'm giving in, I'm giving you what you want. I am willing to take it to a next level, to the next level. And, you know, just kind of, if you want to date exclusively, we can do that. Um, and he's like, okay, cool. Um, and then I think maybe within that week, he's like, you know, I really appreciate you calling me, letting me know that you want a date, but I don't think I want that anymore. So it's almost like he wanted, he was playing a game with me. Like he wanted to see if he could get that out of me. And then when I said yes, he was like, I don't want it anymore. Either because I took too long or because like nothing had changed between the two of us, except for the fact that I said, that, you know, I now have feelings for you. Um thinking I'm matching the feelings that he said that he had for me. Um, and I'm now willing to take this to another level. And then uh, I started hearing from him less and less. And I stopped fucking with him altogether. And he reaches out to me on Instagram. He was like, hey, uh, this is like a month later. He's like, hey, just want to let you know that I told you that I didn't want to date you and I didn't want to get too close to you because I know that I'm going to school overseas for a year. And I didn't want to have that attachment here. But he had known this from the time that we met, like since the inception. He wasn't sure if he was going to take the opportunity to go study abroad. And that just kind of left me like, and then like not even 72 hours later, he DMs me, what's up? You want to fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Who are you? What are you even boys talking Boys will be boys. <laughs> no fuck off like leave me alone you're bl like don't ever I don't I don't want to deal with you anymore he was like all right and then I never heard from him again like if you know these things and we're casual why not just say you know in, in, in conversation hey you know I'm thinking about going to school abroad what do you think about that so now even if you didn't want to come out and directly let me know that he was going to be leaving just kind of plant the seeds so that I know you know to I know where my place is Instead, you're like pushing me for something that you know you're not going to be able to commit to because you're you're leaving. After now that I have these feelings for you, it was just fucked up all around. And the sex wasn't even well. The sex was good, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it was okay. It was boyfriend dick. It wasn't like dick of death. It wasn't just like no, I'll never it, get make this work. Yeah. It, it was boyfriend dick. Yeah. It was actually one of those situations where I felt like. Well, if this is what I can get, then this is what I'm going to take. Because, 
Like my dating life. My that's, sex not a, life. that's not a good mentality. And, well, I mean, living in LA, like that's the mentality that I adopted because it's like, you I know, understand. I would get on those hookup apps and it's, it's I don't know. It's a hellscape. I, was, I, I, I met this, I was fucking this one guy for like maybe a month. And then I went to Zell someone. I'm not Zell, but um, what do you call it? Venmo someone. And I saw that he was on there. And I saw his transaction. I guess his transactions were public. And he was paying like his AA sponsor. And not that I have anything. Like you do whatever you need to do to get better. Right. But I'm just like, who are, like, who, what am I doing? I had no idea this, this <laughs> whole part about you. Yeah. <laughs> So it's just been like really weird, strange things and behaviors with me and guys here. I I can totally see that. We have to take a quick break, um, and but okay. we will be right back. Okay. This is a totally unrelated topic, but okay. um, <laughs> I recently discovered lesbian TikTok. Have you have you been on the TikTok? Have you been on the app? You- I'm on TikTok. Um, Are you? But I don't really know a lot about lesbian culture. <laughs> I, I I'm I'm a little new to the TikTok game. I'm a little late to it, but I've I've kind of been kind of obsessed about it now. But recently, mm-hmm. as of like yesterday, I started getting like a bunch of like these like really butch lesbians like in suits. They're just beautiful. And I'm very sexually confused by it. I had I don't know how I feel. <laughs> Yeah, I say the same thing about trans men. Yeah. Um, I don't... But I have seen a couple of videos with, like, some butch lesbians, and I'm just like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's a little kind of, like, jarring, because I've I've been 100% homosexual my entire so, life. Uh, and, yeah. like, gold starred. Like, I got scared the first time I, like, was about to touch a vagina. I, I like, ran away. Um... <laughs> But just recently, I'm I'm just like they're just these beautiful, masculine men, and I'm like, oh, this is a new experience for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think because we've been so conditioned to like sexualize people like as objects, when I see like uh, butch lesbians and they're like really attractive, the first thing my mind goes to is the anatomy, and I'm like, okay, well, no, that's not gonna work. For me. Like, I'm not, work. I'm no longer attracted. <laughs> like, it's okay. But you know, I can appreciate else. I can appreciate the design, but I, the hardware right. does not compute. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Anyways, um, I this is a random question, but I figured I'd throw it out there. Anyways, have you ever gotten um, <laughs> fingered? Have you ever gotten um, feelings for a friend? Like romantic feelings, like I want to yeah. be with you or sexually. Yeah, like like a friend you've known for a while, then all of a sudden you're kind of like, huh, I see you in a different way. Yeah, I had a crush on, on a friend on a friend before. I did. Yeah. yeah. It was um it was awkward because I was flirting with him. And I didn't, for some reason in my mind, I'm thinking other people aren't picking up on me flirting with him until it was brought to my attention of one of my other friends were like, do you like this person? And I'm like, what? No. <laughs> and so I just kind of like backed off. But so, yeah, I've been attracted. Like I, I've had a crush on one of my friends, one of my close, close friends, um, but I never acted on it. 
Hmm. I wonder it how awkward. it's like for people that do. Like, do you not be friends with that person if it doesn't go well? Or like what, how does one, I, I, I have no idea. Like, I, I feel like we're both at a loss for this. I mean, I think that, you know, if, if, if you want, if someone wants to date their friend, first of all, the, the the interest has to be mutual right um i've heard of a lot of straight couples like one being attracted to their friend like in a platonic relationship and they don't consummate it because they don't want to ruin the friendship um i don't know if it's the same with gays but um for me it would just be i don't know it's just be weird for me to date my friend although i do advocate for people getting to know someone and befriend them first before like dating, before stepping into like the dating realm um, and escalating from there. I do think that that's, that is one of the things that we could benefit from as gays when it comes to the longevity in relationships, um, befriending a person first. But um, it's, for me, it's just a little awkward for me to date someone that I know so personally. Um, it's almost like there's this this wall that just that that will prevent me from going there. Yeah. And I'm not even like I don't even have like an axe or a tool to try to break it down because I'm just like <laughs> I'm not even going there with that person. Um yeah. So I, I, I feel like I have the same kind of thing or I've had the same kind of thing. Um where it's like, yeah, like there's like tears to the friendship. Like a lot of gays, like we we meet friends through hookup. I, I, I say that's a pretty common practice, <laughs> mm-hmm. but like once you like reach that friend level and you're like past the hookup level, it's like, okay, like now I just like, I don't think of you sexually anymore. But then I think that there's like, Wait, a, say that again. You said once you're past the, once you're past the hookup thing, like, I just don't think about you sexually anymore. Like it, it just becomes, we're just friends. So I think that's the thing for me, like the opposite, like, um, Maybe it's easier for me to hook up with guys and have sex with them within like the first couple of weeks versus waiting like a couple of months because I feel like um, I'd be just really anxious and maybe like a little bit of insecure. So um, I don't really, I don't prefer to wait to have sex with someone because it becomes difficult for the longer that I wait, it becomes difficult for me to, to perform. Sorry to cut you off, but I just wanted to throw that in there. No, I can see but, that. Yeah, I don't know what that's about, though. Like, <laughs> There's, like, tears to the friendship, you know? It's it's like, once you, like, reach this, past this tier, it's like, okay, this is no man's land. We're not going there anymore. But then I feel like, as of lately, I feel like there's another level that's kind of like, okay, now we're, like, past the friend part, but now, I don't know, I feel like it, sometimes it circles back around, and it's like, oh now things are getting like tricky you know <laughs> like how so because they I, i'm are... not gonna go into details i'm not gonna go into details i just i would i want i'm looking for a friend <laughs> okay who can, who can maybe help me with this query <laughs> okay i'm gonna get off this topic now okay but um, before i say too much i know you have a story for us um so i would like you to invite like to invite you to share that story a horror story. A horror story. Um, so I was hooking up with this guy and um, 
<laughs> oh my god <laughs> i hooked up with them three times the first time obviously it was brand new for the both of us very attractive guy he was like six two like really much like football build like muscular um very attractive um and he invited me over to his place and we fucked and I did not know I don't ask for dick pics because I don't really care like either way like I'd rather just wait to see give me the element of surprise Surprise I don't need yeah (laughs) yeah, I don't need dick pics or anything like that but um so I go over to his to his place and we start fucking like he pulls his he takes his underwear off and it's just like Oh, okay. So let me pray really quick because it was like (laughs) 10 inches and it was, it was thick. And, but I, you know, I, 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 I rocked it out and I stayed there. (laughs) I didn't leave. It didn't scare me away, but it was a little, for him to be so large, it was, uh, he was, he was, he was kind of aggressive and I didn't like that. I think Ooh, that, yeah. you know, I'm like more of a sensual, passionate person. Like, don't be rough with me. Um, and I asked him, you know, throughout, like, we're fucking, and I'm like, you know, can you just kind of like slow down a little bit or uh, um, just try to make myself feel more comfortable because it was, we already like the first maybe 10 minutes, he had a t- like a tough time getting it in inside. <laughs> and um swear to myself like we fucked it was like maybe i don't know maybe like 30 minutes and um we fucked and i left and a week later I, when i left i'm like i'm never i'm not going over this guy's house like i'm never seeing him again because that was just too much he was like really aggressive wasn't the vibe. like just like his hands like holding down my arms like while he's trying to fuck me and I'm just like we're not there's no tape rolling this is not a porn scene um it's a snuff film <laughs> right like don't you trying to like, kill me <laughs> don't try to reenact what you see on porn like that is they pay those people for those type things um then a week later uh he reaches out again and I'm like nah like, I'm good. He's like, you know, you want to come back over? I'm like, nah, I'm good. Like, I'm I'm, I'm good. He was like, ah, oh, what, what was wrong? Like, what happened last time? And I was like, oh, he was just a bit aggressive. And he was like, oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry about that, but I promise not to be anymore if you do decide to come back over. So I was like, all right, I'm on my way. So <laughs> I went back over there. Reverse psychology. <laughs> and as soon as I get there, I'm just like, this is the scene of the crime. What the fuck am I doing back here? <laughs> and so like the last time we started making out um there was a lot of foreplay well no there was not a lot of foreplay which is why I wasn't really turned on as much um and this time you know he's he seems to step up the aggressiveness so he's like trying to fold me up like a pretzel Uh-oh. I mean like his hand like on my neck which by the way I do enjoy that but he was like, I felt like he was like almost trying to choke me. And um, I was like... Did we forget what we discussed beforehand? <laughs> exactly. So I was like, wait, I need a break. I need to, can we just say, I need like a five minute break. He was like, all right, what's wrong? And I was like, listen, you, like I said, you just being real, real aggressive. He was like, all right, I'll, I'll, um, I'll lighten up on that. And I was like, all right, cool. So we got back to it. 
we ended up finishing maybe like another 15 minutes. And that time I swore to myself that I was not going to come back. But then about three weeks later, I reached out to him and I'm like, hey, what's up? You want me to come over? Like, are you free? I go back over there and we, the same thing, our, our usual routine and <laughs> like we're making out and it's foreplay and it's, but this time he's, I don't know, maybe he just forgets the conversations that we have when I tell him that I feel like he's being too aggressive with me. So this time he's like, knee on me, holding me down, his hands. Knee? Uh, yeah, and his hands were like holding my arms down and we're like the missionary position. So I'm like looking up, I'm looking at him, but then I'm looking up cause I'm like, this shit hurts because his dick was so big. And I'm just in there like trying to take it like a champ. And so, like I said, I'm in like the missionary position. And then I put my head up to like, I look up at the ceiling and then I look over to the corner and I see a fucking rifle. So I'm like, okay. Oh my God. <laughs> I want to get out of this place alive. I don't know if he put that there as like to, to, to prove a point or like to make a statement or not. But that time I just took, like, I sucked it up. I didn't complain about anything. I let him finish. I did not. And I was just real cool and real. Cause the whole time he's fucking me, I'm thinking about this rifle that's sitting like less than 10 feet away from me. And oh my God. I, I was like, um, you know, I just played it real cool because I just wanted to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> And it's all about survival at this point. Yeah, it was like <laughs> I'm trying to survive right now. So, um, so yeah, so he finishes. We both like clean up, and he's like, "Want something to drink?" I'm like, "Nah, I'm just gonna go ahead and head out. I'm just gonna leave." And I left, and I never saw him again because I was like, "If this dude pulls out a fucking gun on me, like he was already like really aggressive, like he just kind of." each time I went over there. Yeah. So that gun in the corner. Like, it wasn't like a handgun. It was like a fucking shotgun. Jesus. And I was like, yeah, I gotta go. Like, I, I just can't. <laughs> I... So that is my horror story. I was almost fucked to death, literally. Oh, my God. I Bravo. <laughs> um... It was a I... lot. It was a lot, like, I, I, so much was going through my head. Like, I'm trying to, like, endure this pain. He's not really turning me on because there was no foreplay. He likes to kind of, he was one of those guys that just kind of likes to get straight to it. Yeah. Um. Uh. And, but he was, I guess I kept going back because he was, like, really, like, so attractive. And there were little parts that I did kind of enjoy, but it wasn't enough for me to continue, like, to go back like a fourth or a fifth time, like fuck to the put rifle, your life in on. danger yeah. <laughs> with a rifle. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I remember one time um, a guy came over to my house and and he had a gun on him. He told me he had a gun on him. He goes, I just don't want you to be afraid. I have a gun on me. It's mine. It's legal. It's it's not loaded. I'm like, I know you got to go. I, I, ju I just, th this is not going to happen. I, I'm thank you for telling me, but no guns like at all. Why was he walking around with an empty gun? I don't know. I, he might've been homeless. He didn't like seem homeless, but he did have like bags with him. It was just, it was a weird thing. So I was like, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm yeah, not gonna, I'm not gonna deal with this. <laughs> I get it. 
Um, that's wild. Yeah, you guys, um, put away your guns when you invite people <laughs> over. Yes, please. They're um, not necessary. Uh, Corey, this has been amazing. Do you have time to do a quick round of red flags? Sure. Before I let you go, have you have you played Red Flags? You know, I have not. I've okay. never played it. So I'm just basically going to tell you like a a, a few different things, um, mm-hmm. like you know situations. You'll tell me if they're a red flag or if they're not, or if they're a green flag. Okay, it's pretty simple. Okay. Um, number one, they have a pet goat. Uh, green flag. <laughs> green flag. <laughs> <laughs> I would I want to I want to I want to hang out with that goat. <laughs> no, because when I go to the farmer's market, there's always this guy out there with a goat. Um is he hot? Holly- no, he's <laughs> this is the Hollywood farmers market, like right, like I've literally walked to it and he's always out there with like goats, but but it's cute. I mean, he's not, but the goat is. He's not, but the goat is. Right. Cool. Fair enough. Uh, number two, they have a form of OCD where they have to touch anything phallic 10 times before they leave the house. Okay, red flag. I mean, <laughs> I'm a bit OCD, but if it's, you know, on the level of intervention on A&E, red flag. But what if it what if you, it has to be a phallic symbol? So like, what if it's like your dick and he has to touch it 10 times? I don't, they... I, it's there. You don't need to... <laughs> You don't need to convince yourself by touching it 10 times. <laughs> that That's a weird specific one. <laughs> that's a very specific one. Um, they wear a cowboy hat. Green flag. <laughs> like, I like guys who wear hats. I like hats. I'm wearing one right now. Yeah. Um, they own a RuPaul Chia pet, and they also talk to it. Um... I'm going to say green flag because I'm an only <laughs> child and I grew up talking to myself all the time. So I'm going to say green. Um, my friends, my friend and I just recorded a, a Dahmer episode, which will actually be out tomorrow um, at, at this time of recording. But um, we, we watched Dahmer and we did a whole episode, a special episode for Halloween on it. And I, we were specifically talking about the part in the show where he has a mannequin in his bed and I told my, I confessed that I used to, I was an only child too. I was so lonely. I built a friend out of pillows and my own clothing to hang out with on my bed. <laughs> Much like Dom Really? Did. Yes. Oh my God. So I, 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 would mean, t- I would talk to this friend. What was the friend's name? Was it a boy or a girl? It was a boy. Um, I don't remember. His, I don't remember his name. It was like something like silly, like Fred or something. I don't know. <laughs> Um, so cool. RuPaul Chia Pet, A-OK. Um, last one, they have they own a bidet. I'm gonna say <laughs> <laughs> this one's tough, isn't it? <laughs> um, I'll say green, maybe red. I don't know. <laughs> Don't maybe can I can I skip one? Is that the last one? Can That's one the last one. It? Yeah, <laughs> I'm skipping it. Okay. Um, I'm I'm a bidet fan myself. I think they're better for the environment. Um, however, I do also know that water is an issue in Southern California. Um, yeah. But do I, they I also think... use single use plastics? Because you can't like you can't like, you can't contradict yourself. And have no, I, I I mean 
no. <laughs> um, but I I think I'm pro bidet just because I I feel like toilet TP doesn't quite do the trick a lot of the time. <laughs> do you ever get the? <laughs> I've never heard, heard of that. You know what I'm talking about. Now. But I will just agree with you. A toilet TP. What the fuck is that? <laughs> Toilet paper doesn't do the trick sometimes, you know? You got to take a shower afterwards. So I, it's one of those. I, so I don't understand, like, does it, do you, I guess they advertise it to where you position it to, like, stream, it's like, like a, directly. It's like a fountain that you would, like, take a drink out of, like, at the at the playground, but for mm -hmm. your butt. So it's like well, a Yeah, lot. but I mean, like, doesn't your whole ass get wet? Or no? No, just the hole. Just the hole. <laughs> Okay. No, I have a friend who has one. I'm just like, I'll does he, stick does to he live by it? He said, yeah, he loves it. <laughs> I just feel like it, like make a, like I don't know, like a mess. I don't know. <laughs> Perhaps. I mean, in practice, I, 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 I was, I would like to try one. I would like to try one. I, I think I'll stick to my dude wipes. <laughs> For now. <laughs> okay, well, this is a, a has been very fun. I'm sorry I left you on that really awkward <laughs> last question. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. I get it. <laughs> um, where can my listeners find you at? Um, I'm on Instagram at the Gated Community. That's T H E G A Y T E D Community. Um, I'm on Twitter at the Gated T H E G A Y T E D. Um, TikTok at the Gated Community. Um, no, Facebook, uh, and my website, www.thegatedcommunity.com. Boom. Awesome. Yeah. Corey, thank you again for joining me. Obviously, I'll put all those links in the description down below. So be sure to check this out. Check out the Gated Community podcast. I love it. Share it with your friends. Corey, thank you again for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Of course. If you enjoyed this episode, please remember to leave a comment and a five-star review on Apple Podcasts to help out the show. Check out the episode description for my guest social media links and for more information on me, to read my blogs, The Deviant Diaries, or A Deviant's Guide to Sex, or information about tarot readings, please visit DimitriWild.com. Stay deviant. Remember, subscribing might not be worth it, but it's also not optional.